We're back. <laughs> Hello, I'm waiting. I was like waiting for you to <laughs> say the first word. I was like, is she going to say something? <laughs> We're back, you guys. Oh my gosh. A long, long time. But yeah. you know, I think. Oh my God. I feel like 2023 de- has oh. just been like head down, grind, grind, grind. I feel like the holidays flew by this year and um, reality has just kind of set in quite quickly. So it's been hard to just mentally disconnect from, you know, all the stuff going on in everyone's life. And I'm sure most people relate to this, but we're excited to sit down on the Saturday morning and just discuss what Maggie so nicely introed for us. Um, Oh, stop. And yeah, just a lot of thoughts, (laughs) a lot of thoughts on this topic for sure. So much to discuss. I mean, this is a topic too that I... I think about a lot. Um, I think as I going into the new year, it's been, it's been interesting to kind of think about where like I see myself, you know, not only trying to stay present within my Mm -hmm. day and think, okay, um, who am I going to like, what plans do I have today? What do I like, what do I have going on um, in my schedule? How am I devoting my time? Who like, if I'm seeing anybody, seeing anybody, how are we going to spend that time? I don't say that in a way where it's like, I exactly want to plan everything accordingly. And if they don't go exactly to plan, then, you know, um, I'll like, everything is doomed. And that defines me and everything. No, not at all. But more in a way that I just, I think, I mean, I'm kind of precious. And Mm -hmm. I, I think I see, it's so weird, like, how my mindset has changed in such a short amount of time. And um, I don't know if you feel the same way, Pia, but definitely, it's it's so it's such a strange feeling to to kind of like go from feeling one way about spending your time to com- like adjusting completely to a whole another set of beliefs. And then I don't know if you have anything to add on that, but yeah, that's kind of what I've been thinking about, especially going into the new year. And I right now I'm still in school, so my new schedule and allocating yeah. my time like properly. And I mean, you're in you're full time and like. God, work has been kicking your absolute ass. It literally, um, like so <laughs> hard. Better word, yes. <laughs> um, so please, please yeah. Um, I think talk to us about that. I think um, there's such a truth in the fact that what you just said. You know, when you picture your life in your current moment, whether that's five years ago or two years ago, the way that your life plays out and the way that your current situation is can be so vastly different from what your life looks like in a year. And I think that's something that for people that may be feeling really overwhelmed, stuck, unmotivated, stressed, you know, stretched thin, whatever it may be right now, just keep in mind that, you know, look at yourself a year ago. Is that how you felt a year ago? Nothing lasts forever. And I think these Mm -hmm. moments of Mm -hmm. hardship are also temporary. And it's important to keep that in mind, even though it does not feel like it at the time. Um, That's something that's really helped me just like get through moments of just like rough patches whether that's professionally or personally um nothing lasts forever and nothing is going to be like it is right now forever and that's something that we should find comfort in it's it also sucks when your life's going really well it's like all right this doesn't last either but it's a nice thing to know for when you know things aren't going the way that you had planned or had hoped or you don't have enough time 
to see friend, which is kind of what we're going to be talking about today is like the balance of um, having a vast amount of relationships growing up and what that actually looks like realistically in your 20s. I think it's important to know that nothing is um, stagnant and everything is constantly shifting and changing. So that's something, you know, take it or leave it. But I I find that for me, that's been really helpful in getting me through just like times of uncertainty and just like, oh, like life sucks right now, that type of a thing. Yeah, I think I adding to that point, it's I, I I've been listening maybe this sounds corny like please just call me out like <laughs> but I've been like when I for me when I exercise I, I've been recently listening to a lot of motivational pot like motivational speeches or like Love. motivation um because I just having somebody tell me it's like that sibling or that friend or that whoever that person in your life that is just kind of you don't know like it's weird because you don't know them but they're like saying I'm here for you I believe in you keep going and it's just that boost that's been helping me get Mm -hmm. through even some moments where I can't like for example I get out of bed I'm like thinking like to myself okay I really just don't want to get up right now this bed is like I'm wrapped (laughs) in my blankets like I I just can't do it today I can't I I just don't want to get up and it's just this weird kind of sinking feeling within my stomach and I just think okay you know what you have to be your own, like the only person who's going to, you know, do this and get up is you. Like you, you right. have to hold yourself accountable. And I've been like, I guess going back off of what I was originally saying, just having, listening to um, people share their stories of how they've gotten through mm-hmm. um, a lot of, you know, difficult times or even just like, like speaking, like screaming at me saying, go, like keep moving. It's been helping. Me. Yeah. But yeah, I think I really, um, I mean, I connect with your point when you're talking about how life just keeps moving forward. And it's, and I think in a way it can be really scary to think about it. But at the same time, it's exciting to be able to kind of plan what your life will be like tomorrow or the next Mm -hmm. day. Um, Because it it shows that opportunity always exists. um, But it's just, the courage to make that decision to want to change yourself is, is what like tells everything. And um, mm-hmm. I think when I was younger, even now, like, I gosh, I mean, I, it's, I kind of sunk into this feeling of like, I really love instant gratification. I like doing something and then feeling this kind of rush of, you know, I, I get the answer that I want immediately. Yes. And yeah. I think, I mean, that's like what I've noticed yeah Mm. these are the people that I I mean when I have that when I'm given something or what I've been granted something yes it's nice because I have the answer in front of me but if you don't work for that thing for that achievement for that goal then you know you'll never know how it actually you, you, if, if something is given then you won't actually feel what it's like once you have it and, and how to handle that situation mm-hmm. and I know I'm being relatively vague but I think no but that's um, a great point um which leads us into the bigger topic of today because I think instant gratification is something that we look for in friendships and relationships in our early days and this kind of goes really nicely with the theme Maggie I think because Mm -hmm. if you think about your youth at least for me like the friends that were the closest to me in my youth were the people that were physically present in times where I was you know 
like school times when you go to school with people there's that sense of instant gratification because people are physically located where you are you can grab a coffee with them after class you can go on a play date with them after your day of fourth grade is done like that instant gratification that instant fulfillment of like I need this person to be in my life or to have a relationship with this person at this point in time I think that is what feeds this larger pool of friendships in our in our school days because it's exactly what you said there's instant gratification there's instant relationship connection physically people are more often than not in your life because everyone's you know in a stagnant place in a stagnant time this obviously shifts in college and we can talk about that when your friends start moving around but I'm talking like elementary middle and high school if you have the luxury of living in one place you build those relationships with people who are kind of like at your fingertips physically speak like location wise. And then, Mm -hmm. and I, and I'm curious about your opinion because there's a shift after high school when people start moving to college. And for me, I went to boarding school year early. So it, it already started happening after my junior year of high school. But typically I think there's a shift when you start taking the physicality away from relationships and the locational benefit of living in the same town as somebody, there's a complete shift in the people that remain close to you and the people that don't. And I feel like it would be, it would be stupid to ignore how big like location plays into relationships growing up, because I think it's not something that we realize until we disperse and move away and go somewhere new that we realize, oh, maybe location was simply the common denominator for our friendship. And maybe, you know, our friendship isn't strong enough to withstand different places, different time zones, different whatever. And I think that's the first step that we tend to take away from like an experience where it's like, oh, suddenly we don't live in the same town anymore or like suddenly we don't go to the same school anymore and like we Mm -hmm. aren't that close and like it makes you wonder like you know like why why is that and are there more factors than just location I don't know what are your thoughts on that I think I mean you touched upon really valid points in terms of like the huge part that physicality within a relationship plays Mm -hmm. um I I mean I still remember back in high school I um, was a day student at a boarding school, which it, I, I was able to go home every day. Um, and I actually had some close friends who were, who did board. Um, but I think there was a, it was, there was a bit of a disconnect between, um, how a lot of the girls who were actually living within like the boarding school, like they, they, they live there. Um, they were all super close and everybody, was able to form like pretty tight bonds um mm-hmm. since like freshman year and I think I was the day student made up made up like 25 percent of the school the school is really mm-hmm. re- relatively small um and so a lot of my friends actually left my I would say you know my, I think it was like my sophomore year and then like a lot of like there was just such a huge turnover of girls within my grade and it got to the point where I thought like, why are so many people leaving in my life? Like, um, I think in a way it took me a long time to find people who I felt like I could connect with. I mean, it took me, you know, years to finally get those people. And um, even now, yeah. I only still talk to a few of them, but 
going going off of your point, um, what I'm trying to circle back to within proximity is it's I think it was very strange where like we were all super close to each other. And mm-hmm. um, I think it was a lot of the just the dynamics between, you know, students and girls who like went home who were who did not board at the school um, mm-hmm. were treated like they were their relationships were completely different. Um, than like, for example, for me, who I, you know, went home every, um, every day. And I think it was, it made me kind of think, why, why were, why were we treated so much different? Like how can right. I, I was treated so much differently. And I think, um, it's like moving and looking back on that experience, I think it's being able to get through periods of time where you think like, there's such a huge turnover of like relationships and friendships. Yeah. Um, and I think I experienced that relatively, relatively young. Mm-hmm. Um, and now uh, it's, I'm not saying it's helped aid me moving forward and how I'm able to view relationships. And, um, but it's been, it's, it's definitely, I, I would say it, it was a weird, it was a weird experience. Um, but yeah. I think, it's also just now in college it it can like building new friendships it's I think it's daunting to branch out and it's daunting Mm -hmm. to kind of make that next step and kind of meet new people without having any expectations without being fearful of anything and because it's it's, when you have I mean I only have like a couple people that I still speak to from high school um, and even then like they're just in a completely different part in their life mm. um, than I once knew them. And that's weird to think about. And it's weird to right. kind of, because I'll have conversations and it's just they, they're how they, where they see themselves in their life, like um, where they see themselves moving after college is just, it's, I mean, so much different than um, my life. Not in yeah. my, and I, I see that as it's really, it, it's cool to be able to be a part of their life from like, still be there even years after knowing them but um it's it's such a it's such a weird feeling I I think yeah yeah thank you for sharing that because I think you just expressed it in a super like real way that it is there's a lot of uncertainty with friendships and I think growing up it's like this weird phenomenon of like you see some people have like their best friends and then other people are still trying to figure out and I feel like as we grow older this idea of finding people that are your quote-unquote soulmates or people that are super close to you that becomes more and more kind of like like taboo of like oh you're 23 and you just don't have close friends and it's like well yeah there's a lot to keep in mind with that and I think these young friendships that can develop as uh you know my my closest friends who some of these people when we talk about the inner circle you know the people that you speak to every single day some of those people are from the first grade and others are mm-hmm. from my freshman year of college and then there's somebody like you who I didn't meet until my junior year of college right junior year yeah yeah, yeah I was which is so crazy <laughs> and it's like I feel and I talk about this to my sister all the time because it's like it's crazy how meeting different people in different life stages, it has nothing to do with how long you've known somebody. Um, I I have some friends that I feel just as close to that I met two years ago, Maggie, a example of you, that I met when I was, you know, a ripe 
nine years old. And I think there's something, there's something really, really cool about that because timing and I, I don't like this idea of like, oh, well, you know, I've been friends with this person forever. So it's just like different. And like, of course, you share more experiences and memories and you have a baseline that you've been growing for over a decade. That is so cool. And like, if you have people like that in your life, um, and I'm lucky enough to have those people, you know how cool that is and how amazing that type of friendship is. However, yeah. it doesn't go to say that people that you meet later on in your life, in your 20s, and, you know, I met one of my other best friends when I was 19, freshman year of college, that had such a massive impact on the way that I view friendship. It's so cool to think, you know, real solid connections and relationships with people can form at any given point in your life. And I'm sure you'll you'll meet someone when you're 45 that has that effect on you. Yeah. And I think that's something that, you know, coming off of what you just talked about, given the whole, you know, different relationships and maybe not finding closeness with people or maybe not feeling as connected to people in different parts of your life where it seems like other people are building close bonds and relationships, that holds true for the rest of our life. And it's like, how can we normalize closeness with different people at different stages of life without it compromising the idea of like oh you don't have best friends by the time you get to college like that's weird you know I completely I think there is this correct me if I'm wrong correct me if I'm wrong but I think there's like this social promiscuity, like I'm not mm-hmm. saying that last word. And to, when you're when as 20 year olds, um, to meet as many different people as possible and find is exactly what you said, find your best friends by your like, you know, 22, 23. Uh, and if you don't have those people, then there's just this, you know, feeling you feel judged. You feel like, okay, well, if I don't have these people in my life, then that means that there's must be uh something something wrong with me. Um yeah. and I think it's it's really true where I think society as a whole, especially younger gen generation Z mm-hmm. generation generation any any generation, um, should mm-hmm. there should be more acceptance towards finding finding those people no matter even what age they are like whether that be a mentor and they're um, in their forties and they're in a job prospect that you're really interested in or you know they're like. I don't know, a couple years younger than you, but you really connect with them because they share, you know, the same part in their life, something that happened in their life. And you're like, wow, like I really resonate with that. Yeah. Um, and I think it's, that's what I've noticed, you know, that I, I feel like I learned the most is when I, when I put myself in uncomfortable situations where I meet people um, mm-hmm. that I never thought I would meet and I'm still working on it. I think every single day I'm, I'm, I don't, um, I say this to, as a, as a little um, kind of carrot to to look forward to. I don't know. So I, I brought that up one time, and somebody said, "What is that? What does that mean?" Uh, meaning like something is something um, to shoot for, but it's just having that idea and having that goal in mind and that awareness. Um, I think I've noticed has really been helpful for me to open myself up, yeah, and to new people and. I think it's really, I mean, especially coming out of COVID, which it feels oddly like, like it never, it did. It, it, I mean, it, of course it ha- like it, it exists and it still, it does exist, but I think um, there's still kind of this, there's traces of it within like, it, I mean, it affected everybody and, and it still affects 
you know, God, you know, a huge portion, percentage of the population. Um, yeah. And I think it's definitely, it's wise to kind of think about how that's like, it's going to take a while to 100% recover from that point in time and mm. um, to give, to give ourselves grace moving forward and, and be cautious um, with, with how we treat ourselves and how I've tried to treat myself. Um, even though I, I feel like it, it's so easy to kind of, um, I mean, you've told me it's so easy to kind of beat yourself up and say, you know, you didn't, you didn't complete this correctly the first time, then, you know, you're, you start kind of name dropping all these things to yourself. And I, I, I tell myself like, you know, is that how you would want to talk to your two good friends? Like, absolutely not. Um, uh, no, no, no way. So I think it's, it's, it's such a, a it's weird. It's weird, but it's, yeah. There's a lot that plays into friendships. And I think I really liked all the examples you just gave. And like, again, these are hard conversations to speak about in your 20s when what we just said kind of like, you know, it seems like everybody already has their people that can be like a very intimidating feeling. You know, you're going to continue to be making friends your entire life. Every time you move to a new city, every time you take on a new job or a role, Every time that you, you know, decide, oh, maybe the people in my life really aren't benefiting me or like I don't feel myself around people there. I've definitely had moments like that in my time, even in recent years where I look at the people around me or I'm standing in a room of people and I'm like, you know what? Like there are people in this room that make me that do not make me feel good about myself. There are people Mm -hmm. in this room that I don't consider close friends or. And in some situations, you know, that takes a little bit of time, sometimes years to figure out that some people, and I've talked about this and I, I'm so open about this with, um, and I talk about this to my friends all the time, but like the, this idea that not everybody is standing in your corner becomes very important. And it's something we don't realize until we get to our twenties, at least for me, like growing up, you're like, mm-hmm. Oh, all of your friends want your like your best interests and like want you to succeed and do well and be happy in relationships and get your dream job and then you start realizing that there are some people who are your quote friends who are either like constantly competing against you constantly belittling your experiences making you feel bad about your successes you know questioning your character you know, undermining certain certain experiences that you go through. And those become the same people where you kind of, and this becomes kind of, I would say, if you're in, in a situation right now where you're struggling to figure out what kind of people make you feel good and not, mm-hmm. it comes down to, you know, how do you feel after spending time with that person? If you leave a situation feeling shitty, overwhelmed, anxious, stressed, if you, if you leave a situation with a human being, like, you go to dinner with someone and you leave and you're like, oh, my God, like, I feel like shit right now. I want, I don't know why, but, like, I just do not feel good. If you're not leaving your friends with this, like, little glow in your heart, this little warm, like, honey glow of, like, oh, that was so wholesome and fulfilling, I think that's when it's time to start reevaluating relationships. And I know, Maggie, you and I have talked about this off the record a bunch, um, because you know specific people in my life that I've had to you know deal Mm -hmm. with this but um I think for like a general perspective of why friendships fade 
is also just it becomes a timing thing like you can only have so many people in your life that are close to you that you can feed and water these plants before it becomes an overwhelming task it's hard enough to stay in touch with people let alone people who aren't in your inner core of like these are my people and they are the reason that I am who I am so I think that plays into it too it's not always necessarily oh these people aren't serving me or like I don't enjoy these friendships it's just some people like it's hard to balance more than let's say I don't know x amount of people before it becomes overwhelming to be social which plays a role I think too yeah I think when it comes down to it everybody has so much going on within their life and I think (laughs) it's it's can be frustrating frustrating when you are holding a relation like holding up um a sinking ship of, of a relationship or of a friendship um and you keep filling this sinking ship with like taking the water out of it, you know, taking, you have your bucket and you're just thinking, okay, I'm doing everything in my power. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm trying to keep this thing afloat, but this person doesn't like in this case value um, my time or value kind of what I'm, what I'm doing for them and the amount of energy that I'm taking out of my day to help see this person see the best within themselves, um, which can be, really it it can be draining and it's it can be really sad to to see a friendship kind of dwindle and, and kind of eventually the flicker just kind of dies because you are doing everything that you can to help feed that flame mm-hmm. but they just kind of want to take the bucket and say you know what like i i can't i i don't i don't see what's in it for me so that yeah. i'm just going to i think what's best is to just um, just put it out. Yeah. And I think in some cases it can be, if you if you feel the same way, if, if, if you feel mutual about where, where that relationship stands, then I think it's, it's natural to kind of let it, let a relationship, um, take its turn and kind of, and pass and pass, you know, I think yeah. we have, as you mentioned before, so much of our life we're just trying to figure out what we're doing every day we wake up they're like okay we have this i have the schedule i try to stick to this i'm trying to get all my all these things done um and it's it's it can be super overwhelming and i think it's it can be you know as i mentioned before it's a, a task to be able to also feed this child of a relationship um nurture it if and, and but if the per, if this you know person doesn't want to give and, and devote back to it, um, it can you can feel draining and um, upsetting. So I think I, I've I've been like before this. I was looking kind of um, I love to do a little bit of, of my little research before we, we record. Yeah. And I think um, I don't do you go on is it Quora? There's like Reddit and I don't know I don't know how to say it. But I was it's like one of those Reddit feeds, like mm-hmm. but it's called it's like Q U Q U O R A. Am I saying that right? I have no idea. I don't. Know. Anyways, um, I've also been really interested in looking at um these like feeds of oh advice for a twenty year old from like a seventy year old. <laughs> like, I love what it. What would you do? What would you um not like if you had to go back in time and um do like if you had any regrets or anything? And I think one um post that somebody said is what is the hardest part about getting older 
and this guy, I think it was a girl, um, and then Lillian, I don't know, her name is Lillian Taylor, but she said, the hardest part of um, my getting older now at 90 is being alone. Um, and she says, I mean, the word alone to cover people I loved are now gone. Activities that gave comfort, songs that made me laugh and cry, books that are far back in my memory, games to play, home traditions that were loved, and many other things. Um, and that was just like a little small, a small kind of blur that she wrote. And I think it just going off of that, it's as we transition from different relationships, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's really tricky to come back home and, and know that, okay, like be comfortable with yourself and being alone. And that's something that it takes, gosh, years, let alone your entire life to, life to finally feel like you are stable alone. Um, yeah. That's something that I challenge that I'm kind of challenged with every day. And I'm fortunate where I feel like I've gained a pretty solid relationship with with myself yes. um, even though I say that and I'll still do some I still have some habits that I like slap my hand and say no you can't do that that's unhealthy but right. um I think it's again the awareness but I would love I, think, I don't know if you have anything to add on that I love that the sense of being alone Maggie is like oh my god like retweet button a thousand times on that because <laughs> when we look at this like when you envision when we talk about these rings of friendship you have the core right which is you and your own being and I think what's cool about when as time progresses you know when you're small and I talked about this a little earlier but like when you're little you you tend to have a lot of friends and everyone's in your life and you're living in this town and everyone's involved and you have your soccer team and your your classmates and your besties and whatever as you get older these these rings around you start to shrink or in a way like they start fading into the distance and I think the cool thing about growing up is realizing that it's not so much about the people in your orbit it's more about about the the actual planet you you are the sun you are the center of the universe (laughs) not actually no but like keep keep going you are the center of your own universe right so like until you get to that point where you can look at yourself and be like I love who I am and the people around me are simply people who add to my life and make me feel happy and motivate me and are, you know, influential and emotionally, you know, supportive and loving and kind. It it doesn't, none of that matters if the center of the universe, AKA you and your being, if you're like fucking miserable or if you're falling apart or if you hate your life or if you're unhappy in your career none of that matters because the people in your orbit even in your closest inner circle ring that like first ring um those people can't positively influence you until you give them the opportunity to do so and I think that's a big 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 thing that a lot of people who are miserable or unhappy with themselves or unhappy in their current state of life, they tend to look to, you know, the people in their that first ring, family and closest friends, and are like, oh, like, you guys don't get it, da-da-da-da-da, like, I'm so miserable. They know that, 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 you'll be, that you'll be right there, that you're right there with them, like, right. that, meaning that you know that they would just kind of say, oh, you know, it's okay, like, I'm here for you, like, right. um, and dump, dump the big baggage. Yeah, and I think those people in your immediate, your first orbit ring, if we're looking at this in like a solar system sense, those are the people that have your back through it all, right? But once you kind of figure out where you stand and where you, how you view your own life and how to, 
become this person that you're you're wanting to work towards those people in your in your first circle are the people that are going to help you get there but they are not going to be the people that are responsible for maintaining that kind of status because let's be honest the people in your life like that want you to succeed like you have to put in the work in order for them to be the ones to cheer you on they cannot get you there nobody's family friends boyfriend partner can be fully responsible for someone's happiness and I think that's a lot of times the reason that people break up or the reason that friendships you know don't last because I think we put so much pressure on other people to influence the way that we view ourselves and it's just it's not okay and I think in general in general yeah we need to do better at just like taking care of ourselves in order to take care of others and I think that's such a simple and cheesy thing but it's so valid and it's so true and it's something that like I've definitely noticed there are people there were people in my life in in the past I don't know five years who did not they were they were dealing with a lot personally and you know you can be supportive and you can offer advice and you can be there for people but at the end of the day it's highly exhausting and it takes a lot out of you to constantly be reassuring people about their current situation or to constantly be feel the need like you're picking someone up off the floor and that can be really exhausting for you as a person who's trying to grow separately especially in your 20s when everyone's going through hardships when you're constantly feeling like you are exhausting your efforts to help another individual and it's like not just like oh somebody had a bad week but like this has been your entire relationship or like you just notice signs and a person constantly bringing you down because they're down that's when you need to reevaluate you know again the room that you're in and kind of look around and be like all right how do these people make me feel and how do how do I feel about myself when I'm with these people and that's when that becomes really really important I think I mean the what I tell myself too is your vibe attracts your tribe I know it sounds cliche I I know people say it but it's like I, I there's one point that I really want to touch upon is just um people don't know exactly what's going through your head if you don't express to to somebody that you that you like or that you appreciate that you care that you care about them and that you Mm -hmm. want to be there for them they'll never know right so it's like you can't what I've noticed over time is that I just I can't assume that people are going to be there like for me through everything in my life if I don't say like tell them I care I'm here for you like I care for you about me these ways because people will assume that you're just doing your own thing you're just self like you know something just made such a funny noise I don't know if you heard that but um something or that or you're just like self-sufficient um so I think yeah that's something that I've like I've noticed too especially within my habits of how I reach out to people and people that I still keep in contact with my within my life I kind mm-hmm. of made this assumption that if they're already in my life and I've built a foundation that then I there's like this assumption that they'll just be there for me through everything and I say Maggie that's a little bit selfish you have right. to put you you need to devote time to them and, and, totally. sh- and tell them that you care about them because they'll never know like they'll just think that you that you don't yeah um, and that just comes down to communication as well and and mm-hmm. being um expressing your feelings and expressing like what's going on in your life but not to the point where like it's just every everything that's going every single thing that's going on in your life it's just yeah you're you're just kind of putting it out there you know there's some things unfortunately that like 
I mean, life is full of suffering. And I know that right. sounds really, right. really no, like but morbid, is. but life is just one big, like 70, 80 years of, of suffering. But it's <laughs> how you, seriously, but it's Dying. like it's how you get through those periods of like yes. misery that you, you get up and you say, you brush off your feet, you brush off, sorry, you brush off your feet, LOL. You brush off your shoulders and you, your hands and say, all right, you know, I learned this from this experience. Okay, so now move on to the next. Um, exactly. I got rejected. I got rejected from this person. I got rejected from the job. Okay. Duly noted. Now I know right. that they don't want me. Okay, great. And I think it's, yeah, I mean, that I was think, kind of pretty blunt as hell there. No, but. I love that. And you know what, Maggie, it's exactly, it's exactly on the dot. And I think to your point about having to feed relationships, I think that's definitely true. You know, you have to water different plants in your life, but if you're lucky enough to find people who you don't have to constantly talk to, you don't have to constantly check in on mm-hmm. people, let's put these in like more of an outer circle. They, they can be wonderful people and you can have so many shared experiences with these people. And some of these are, um, I think a good example is like a childhood friend that you don't talk to every day, but yeah, when you're yeah. both home, you get together and you talk, you meet up once a year. I have friends like that now who are so near and dear to me, but I just don't, I cannot talk to them all the time just because my current life is so far removed from theirs. Yeah. And that's okay too. And it doesn't mean that you love them any less than your, your closest, you know, inner circle friends at this point in time. It's just, you know, life happens and everyone's running a hundred miles an hour on a treadmill, like in different directions. And it's hard to meet people at crossroads sometimes. So if you have people like that in your life, I think it's nice to have, let's call them low maintenance friends in a sense of communication, people that you don't have to constantly be in contact with, but you still know that they love and support you just from a distance. Mm-hmm. And I think that is so important to realize as you grow older, that that's exactly how most friendships will go because, you know, look at your parents, like how many people do they have in their inner circle that they still meet up with? You know, I think there's a point in time where we, really have to be picky about the people that are closest to us just because life you know you you start a family and then your family is your inner circle I don't know there's just like there's so many reasons why friendships fade and I don't and I want to emphasize because I don't always think it's malicious or like oh if they make you feel like shit screw them walk away you know I don't want to come off like that certainly there are examples of that where that holds true and I've been through that personally of course but I think for the most part, sometimes shit just doesn't work out. Whether mm-hmm. that's like you just said, a job or a friendship or a relationship, especially relationships. Oh my God, that's a whole other episode. But sometimes things just don't align and they don't work out. And I think the moment that you get comfortable with that phenomenon and that idea is the the moment that you realize, you know, my life is still going to be good and it's still going to care. Yeah. And wow. like... You don't need everybody that comes into your life to stay forever. Like some people come into your life for a season or a reason or a lesson or a point in time that you really needed a specific person to pull you out of something, whatever it may be, you know, nothing lasts forever. And I think we're constantly changing and we can't expect our relationships to stay stagnant when we don't even stay stagnant. And I think that's like the moral of the story i think that's a great moral to to hold by and 
and it's a hard lesson I've learned too like mm-hmm. especially being in a like being in a uh, living in a place that you just meet so many different people all at once and some people come into your life for a couple months and then you just never talk to them again and and I used to think I used to just immediately think okay it must be something with me I it must be, I must be saying something wrong um but mm-hmm. I just I started to I've been trying to transition and it's a work in progress of course um, with saying, you know, everybody teaches you something and yes. don't take it, don't take it personally. You can't take everything personally or else you're never going to survive. Um, and very true. life is just, it is full of lessons, but it's having the mentality to want to keep learning until you die is like, yeah, that, that's that in itself, you know, you will have an enjoyable life if you just keep, if you have a learning mindset um instead of just oh this is about this is this says something about me I am just you know everything is the world is stacked against me I was dealt the wrong deck of cards yeah everybody everybody has their shit every single person has their exactly and you never know what their shit is um you can go like but at the same time I think you have to be open to hearing other people's stories and I that's what you know try to keep myself open to every day you know that's important thank you for sharing that I think that's so important and I think to like just go easy on yourself go easy on your friends everyone deals with a lot you know if you're lucky enough to find people that you can relate to and tell your deepest darkest shit to you consider yourself lucky because I know for a fact that's not very common I consider myself very lucky in the friendships that I've been able to find um because you know I feel that I have people who really know me um and I also feel that I have people who know parts of me and I think having both is really important not everybody needs to know your deepest darkest shit not everybody needs to know everything about you not everybody deserves to know everything about you you can deserve huge you can be selective about what parts of yourself you share. And I think that's a huge lesson that I learned that not everybody gets to have all of you. And I think, you know, take that with a grain of salt, but also I apply that to my um, romantic relationships because not everybody gets to know certain things about you until there's, you know, you reach a level where it's like, all right, this is like all of me. And I think apply that rule to friendships. You know, your coworkers don't need to know every single thing about you, you know, keep things, keep boundaries on relationships with people because it's it's just like at one point there's nothing left of you and then you you want to keep some things for yourself that only you exactly. know exactly and if, if they deserve beautiful. if they deserve to know things then and if that relationship progresses to a intensity and depth where they do deserve to hear those things then um then great then then great then then that in itself like says a lot that right about um where that friendship friendship or relationship can go exactly um, yeah I love that I think this was so so nice to just chat through because I know for a fact like some of you guys listening were late so thank you guys for continuing to support us and just being here for these conversations I think you know I love talking about this stuff because it's like nobody talks about it and it's like what the hell like this is nope so yeah it's so weird it's like the things that we need to know to be happy in our lives we never talk about it mm-hmm. uh, it's like we are here to to address that and exactly that. 
I'm so um, happy we could find a space to do that today. Um, me too. Me too. And I'm being here. So um, excited to record another episode. I know. We did it. We did it. But you guys know the drill. Um, we, I don't know, me and Maggie are going to talk about this year's schedule a little bit. You know, we may not be as frequent, um, but I think the main thing for us is creating quality content without it yes. feeling rushed or forced. So I think yes. that's going to be the main thing for the new year. Um, for people that have been with us since we started in August, I believe. Wow. Shout out. Um, we're coming up on six months. So that's pretty freaking cool. Thank you guys that's for awesome. being here with us. Um, we love you and appreciate you. And as always, you know, let us know feedback. Um, episodes come out typically on Fridays, but today's going to be released on a Saturday. So if you're listening today, hello and thank you. Happy weekend. Yeah. Happy have a weekend. great weekend. Happy, happy Saturday. Do something for yourself. <laughs> Do something that you love. Call your friends. Tell them you love them. Give them a hug, whatever. Um, and as always, we will be back soon. I don't know when. We will. Soon. We will be back very soon. Okay. <laughs> Thanks so All much, right. Maggie. Thanks so much. We'll talk Peace. to you. Bye. Starting us out today? Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, we're here with a midweek podcast. It's a Wednesday night right now. It's hump day. I'm feeling, <laughs> I'm feeling like super hyped this week. I feel like I've been I, I'm just not feeling as hype as I am today. I'm really excited because I feel like these are the types of episodes that just hit different in a sense of like, Maggie and I are so excited about today's topic. We're so excited to just go on so many tangents because this topic relates to so many branches of situations and things. And we're just really exactly as many times really as we've said that in every episode. We promise this one is the the, the most relatable. This one is so much better than <laughs> all the other episode, but who cares? Yeah, no, literally, we sound like salespeople. Um, but anyways, <laughs> this week we're talking about. Um, all the ways in which your mindset shifts over time, specifically with age and the different components that play into that. So specifically, we're looking at things that widen your perspective. This can be relationships, friendships, travel, culture, different people, um, insecurities, the way you view yourself over time, all those things kind of shift. And I think there's a lot to be said about that, especially in your early 20s. When, at least for me personally, and I, and I know Maggie and I have talked about this many times, like, I'm seeing things a lot differently mm-hmm. recently than I have in previous years. And I think there's a lot to be said about why. And yeah, that's pretty much that. I think Thoughts? there's a lot, there's just a lot to digest and unwrap and just pa- unpack. So let's unpack the bags. Get, get in her, get in her, get in her. <laughs> All right. See ya. See ya. We're like in <laughs> such a like, silly, goofy mood tonight. I can't. I, even... But the thing mm-hmm. is, I'm just here for every single second of it. Um, I, and I can, guys... I can feel it. I can feel it permeating. Yes. Here. You guys don't understand how much of like honestly therapy this podcast has been for me in the last <laughs> six months or so of doing it. It's just so nice to sit down after a crazy day and like talk about stuff that honestly, it's all I want to talk about. Like, this is the type of stuff that just it's thought provoking it's interesting it's exciting we're happy to be here a lot of stuff goes through our days yeah um too and I, I don't know these this past couple of months I feel like I've been just a lot of times I've caught myself rolling through a day without putting enough thought into like what I'm doing yeah and like unpacking it after I get home um mm-hmm. so I feel 
I'm just, I feel very lucky. I just am happy though that, you know, these happy to be here (laughs) past month. Exactly. Fuck. I'm so happy to be here, but, um, take this time to just digest that wonderful entree appetizer dessert of a day. It's been, and take it in, you know, and this (laughs) is just, this is a wonderful space to, to really just exactly get in it and, yeah, I'm just so excited to talk about today's topic. Me too. Um, I actually, you know. speaking of desserts, I have chocolate covered Trader Joe's pretzels next to me. And oh, like, do you? absolutely elite snack. Guys, the dark chocolate covered pretzels. I don't know what it is. Dude, there's something about the, sa- the sweet and savory and the salty. Yep, that's what it is. Like, oh, that that's okay. I mean, starting question here. I mean, I don't mean to put us off topic, but like, if you had to pick a like flavor is it a flavor palette or not a flavor palette like yeah salty like a, sweet i mean i kind of know what you're gonna i kind of have a, a, an inkling so like mm. sweet salty savory or like umami or like is that does that count as one <laughs> uh yeah but like i don't know what that category entails i'm gonna have to go like i don't um i don't know honestly and um oh, oh like chocolate think. like chocolate maybe I don't know what. What do you fall in? Well, I'm a I'm a chocolate girly. I, you I have love to choose one, Pia. Well, that's why I like chocolate covered pretzels because it's both. That's my Pia, like whole problem. Go. That's the answer. It's the savory. It's the savory, yeah. It's just you know, I I'm I also have to say I'm a savory girl. It's just the best of both worlds. Why not? And you know, you know? what? That actually leads us perfectly into this discussion because I Look used to that. be a sweet girl. I used to be a sweet girl. Now I'm a savory girl. Oh, let's talk about you want to you kind of debrief that for us. Yes, because, OK, <laughs> this literally is perfect because so many things that we are and that we define ourselves as being change over time. We're constantly changing. We're constantly evolving. We're put in different environments as human beings. We're challenged. We expand our palates. We try new foods. We try new relationships. We try new ways at succeeding in our professional life, our personal life, like trying food and switching from sweet to savory from being you know 10 years old to 23 like I feel like that that perfectly checks out and I feel like it's a perfect it sets the bar for today's theme so well because my whole thing on that and this is something I just have been talking about a lot recently with people that are close to me nothing is stagnant nothing is stagnant I haven't realized it as much as I have recently like ever before it's crazy to me how much things are constantly shifting so I'd love to unpack yeah, you, know, you want to explain that I'm, I'm really curious yeah like I think we should dive into this topic specifically starting with just the broad concept of age like how has your mindset mindset shifted from when you were a kid in like middle school to like how you saw your life let's set that as the theme okay to how you see your life playing out Versus like being 22, 23 years old in college and in post-grad, looking at how your life plays out. What are some things that you've noticed that you do differently or see differently or approach differently than you did when you were a kid? Like, do you have anything that springs to mind immediately? That's what, I mean, I think I really like how we, how you decided to start out with this, um, with this point, being able to go from a, like a time in my, in my life, in our lives that, um, we had such a, in this case, closed mindset. Um, I think as we were younger and then getting older, I think 
well, I mean, it kind of depends on the person, but I think something something I've noticed, and I would love to hear what you have to say about this, but um, getting older, you you really tend to see things differently where your mindset opens up to new perspective and to new perspectives and new people. And I say this from, at, from coming from the perspective of somebody who likes mm-hmm. to do that. People are different. Um, but I think, you know, growing up, we are surrounded by just a certain, certain types of people. Um, Mm -hmm. and like, whether that be kids in our neighborhood that like we're surrounded by, um, like the geographics of where we live, um, what types of people we live, our family, what we're, what, um, our parents believe in what our, like our siblings are like. And I think Mm -hmm. in a way we, that leaves us kind of feeling closed-minded with our, like, I wouldn't say, what our goals are, but it limits us to what we keep our minds open to. So, mm. um, and I know that's, it's like, I'm going to, I'll explain that a little bit more. I yeah. Think, you know, as we're kids, when we like, especially I'm going to kind of touch upon a period, mm. we'll just throw out middle school, which is always a, God. it's always talked about, especially, um, it's always interesting to talk about people's experiences within middle school, because I've talked to a lot of people who are different, but I think mm-hmm. when we're at that age, we have, um, certain goals that only they only matter to us at that point. So I think we only at that point for me, from like my personal experience, I was really self-critical about, you know, what other people thought of me, like mm-hmm. what I was going to like, for example, what I was going to wear the next day, like what um, am I going to get my homework in time? Like right. I just very like for me, it was more simpler um, things that I was worried about. And I think, mm-hmm. I mean, it depends. I say that where, I mean, God, I'm, I'm like, I'm thinking about it now. And, um, I think it, my goals were like, li- my, my goals were limited because of the age I was, I was in and the right. age I was. And I think now getting older, it's, um, I think for me, I've liked being able to see myself, see myself grow and see my mindset change the more I've opened myself up to big like having bigger goals for myself and trying to set those expectations like Mm. not high to the point where they're unachievable but high because I want to see myself become a different person as frightening as it can be but as cool as it you know as the results are Um, so I think um kind of answering that question I I would say when I was younger I think just naturally we aren't as experienced beings as we are as we get older Mm -hmm. Um, we don't have as much you know experience under our belts as we would as when we're in college um, or when we're adults but I think it's interesting to think about you know kind of the people that we're surrounded by and how Mm -hmm. that affects our judgments, what we believe in, who we are. And I think, yeah, that's kind of some of my initial ideas. I'm still kind of, um, you know, trying to understand what Mm. I'm saying too, but I would love to hear what you have to, what your like experience was, um, up and how your mind has changed and, you know, Mm. yeah. No, I think that's great. And I think it's really important to acknowledge that like the simplicity of things definitely changes as you get older. There are things that we view as a kid as being completely and overwhelmingly important and significant. And 
it's like all you think about, you know, you talked about like, oh, what am I going to wear today? Am I going to get my homework and on time versus when you're an adult? It's kind of like, holy shit, am I going to get a job? Like, where am I going to live next year? Can I afford to sign this lease? Uh, Do I want to be in a relationship with this person? Uh, Do I like the person that I am around this friend? Like, they don't make me feel that good. Or, oh, like, I really want to train for a marathon. Uh, How can I realistically do that when I work all the time and I'm feeling unmotivated? Mm -hmm. All of these things that, like, I feel like just become more and more complex as you get older are definitely harder to navigate. However, in my personal experience, I find that as I've gotten older and life's quote unquote problems, they're not problems. I'm very grateful and lucky in the whole nine yards. However, life's like hardships and things that we tend to have to deal with on a daily basis, as although they become more difficult and just more um, important in a, in a, in a sense of like, how do I want my future to look, right? Because we start making decisions all of a sudden at a certain point in our life that are like, how am I going to approach this situation and how is it going to affect my future? Versus mm-hmm. when you're a kid, you're like, oh, these decisions affect maybe my day that day, but nothing really past that. If I turn in my math homework, I get a check plus on the teacher's clipboard and like yep. tomorrow <laughs> I do it again. And like I can wear my little green t-shirt and nobody cares like my friends all wanted to wear green tomorrow like on Tuesdays we were green like whatever my point being that although there's been more and more complexities as I've gotten older in life I've also noticed there's been a weird like parallel of just like having to learn not to care that much now this we I could talk about all day but this is something that was incredibly hard to achieve and I'm curious to hear your input on this but like for me as I've gotten older and tasks have gotten more complicated and more serious and you you find yourself at more crossroads and more kind of you know which path should I take moments that's when you kind of realize at least for me recently is this is how I draw myself back to earth it's just like it's not that deep a decision that I make right now (laughs) like I gotta go with my gut like if it works out great if it doesn't whatever like that's kind of where I'm at right now and I just I want to say it took me a long 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 time to get here and I'm still working on it but I find that it's been incredibly helpful to kind of view these more complex and these more significant life changes and tasks as just like let's get her done like whatever like make a decision move forward say it with your chest mean it and like, like continue moving. You know what I mean? That's my like, I don't know. What do you think on that? Because I know that was a lot. No, I think you're unpacking a lot of things that I feel like a lot of people feel the same way about. And I I mean, I completely, completely agree. And I just I feel the feel the same way with um, getting older, a lot of I mean, a lot of the decisions that we make, there's a lot more weight to them. And I feel like, especially as I mean, you're, you're now like in the workforce and I'm, I'm reaching a point where I'm going to start, I'm going to start applying, um, to, to certain jobs. I think it's a lot more weight is placed on what kind of what you're, what you're going to do within your life. Like how, like where, who you want to be as a, like who you want to be as a person, like mm-hmm. going up the career ladder, where you see yourself going next. And I think there's this pressure. I mean, honestly, 
from society, which then channels into pressure into ourselves as to like, okay, you have to be, you should be this type of person because Mm. you've attended this this school, you've done all of these things in your life that has given you experience to, you know, like that into the person that you should, that you should be. So Mm -hmm. there's a lot of pressure to perform and um, expectations Mm. regarding that. And I think I've, it's weird where this, this semester, I'm, you know, I feel like I've had a lot less stress with my workload and with mm-hmm. you know, my classes. And at first I thought, wow, this is like, why do I feel happy? I shouldn't feel happy. Right. Like, right. I should be stre- more stressed out. You know, you should be working. You should be like, you know, you should be taking more classes. You should be putting more stuff on your plate. Why aren't you like, doing more. And I thought, right. I felt guilty for feeling like I had a better grip on, you know, kind of my schedule. And mm. I, I still, for me, I just enjoy staying busy. I like being able to, um, you know, put all my things in a Google calendar, like check them off, um, try different things. Uh, in this case, do my best to reach out to different people and put myself in a position yeah. Um, to meet new people, but in itself, I still kind of felt, I circled back to this feeling of guilt for not, for feeling good about, you know, my life um, for the, like, for the first time in a bit. And I think, Mm -hmm. you know, that in itself is just like one big thing that I've, you know, tried to tell myself with, especially within this, these past, these next few months is that, you know, Mm -hmm. you deserve, like, I know we've mentioned this in in the past episode, it's like the big word deserve. Uh And I think, you know, I I really like, it's not, things aren't that deep, which I think I tell myself to, especially in situations where I make a mistake, for example, I make a mistake at work and I, my, like my boss is like, why didn't you do this better? Like you should do better. You know, you should kind of like step it up. And I, like in the past, I would beat myself up for, you know, I don't know, X amount of like X amount of hours. And I would say, gosh, why didn't you do this right? Like you should know this already. And, um, Mm -hmm. I have, I have some habits that I, um, like, for example, I don't know, since I was a kid, I would bite my nails and I would kind of, you know, um, start taking it out on myself. And I thought, wait a minute, this is only bringing you backwards. Like, right. You can't, you you know, hold this negative mindset because it's only going to be doing the exact opposite of what you want to be doing. And I said, you know, this is like, you need to make a mistake in order to, to get better and to know, to do the right thing. And so I think, um, being able to relinquish that, that, um, internal feeling of, okay, you know, yes, you make a mistake, but it's not that deep. It's not fatal. You have to make a mistake to get back up. Mm -hmm. And that in itself is a really important part of like having a growth mindset is seeing mistakes as just, um, things that are normal and that are supposed to happen. And, um, it's really difficult to relinquish those feelings of having guilt. It's, it's Mm -hmm. really difficult. Mm -hmm. And I was actually speaking to you about this, Pia. Um, and I think, it's, oh yeah, guilt is a big. Guilt we is a talk huge, about that. We can definitely talk about that. Um, guilt. Think, yeah, being an imposter. I think oh. sometimes I feel like I'm an imposter within myself for feeling that you know good about a, mm. like like accomplishing things. But I think what's helpful is I, I tell myself, you know what, this is 
you're doing this because you're bettering yourself. Like you're bettering other people more than anything, more than myself. I'm bettering other people around me because mm. the more positive energy you put out into the world, the more that you're doing, the more that people are going to get out of it. And I think that's, what's been helpful for me is just, um, you know, putting more stuff on my plate while it can be overwhelming. It's, um, being able to, increment it in segments that are manageable you know it's so strange and I don't know if you've ever felt felt this way but oh yes I used to think that like making bigger tasks into smaller bite-sized pieces and making them into like finding hacks to complete tasks I used to think that was cheating um and I thought no Maggie you have to do it like the hardest way possible to to complete something (laughs) yeah like you have to make it so challenging that you know you you feel like um you deserve like there's some deserve element to it mm. um and then I thought no like people choose to um find tricks and tip like tips and tricks to get things done because it makes things easier so I don't know if you've ever felt mm-hmm. like that oh my god Constantly. I just I also just unloaded a bit of my my brain no I loved that um I covered <laughs> on so many good things I want to list them out really quick you covered on guilt you covered on like uncertainty and a little bit of insecurity you covered Mm -hmm. on what you just said which is so so relevant like yes going like not deserving that was your big one not deserving yes I have so much to say I want to tap in firstly please tap thank you that was so great (laughs) um oh wow like I relate so much okay firstly the deserving thing that's something and going into like the imposter syndrome element I feel like that's something that just continues to get worse over time because as you get older at least and correct me if I'm wrong or if I'm alone in thinking this in this episode but like when you get older you start to view things you start to view yourself as less deserving like Mm, I feel like becoming selfish is a really hard thing for some not all because god we know those people where it's so easy for them to be selfish in the worst ways possible it's just like ingrained in them but i think for most people it's really hard to actually look at something and be like you know what i'm i deserve to take time off work or i deserve to take a day off and or i deserve to go on this vacation or go out to this really cool bakery that I've been wanting to try or I deserve to buy this new book that's been on my reading list forever or like selfishly make a decision such as you know what I'm gonna cancel that plan because I really don't want to hang out with that person or like you know what this relationship's cool but I just it's not for me and selfishly like I'm gonna take myself out of the situation because it's not working or my god there are a thousand reasons but I think becoming selfish and being that person to like make a decision that might hurt other people around you, that gets harder over time. And I think there's an element of expectation and the way that other people view you and expect you to act or react to situations at a certain age. Um, People can get really nasty about, I feel like specifically relationships ending, um, friendships ending, canceling plans in your 20s. Some people get really offended or like, oh, like you don't even care about me. You never reach out anymore. Or in a manner of like in respect to relationships people can often just say you know screw you you wasted my time like all this shit and it's like I think it's really hard to make decisions that can hurt somebody else because it's deemed as like selfish and that got that goes hand in hand with like the deserving thing Mm -hmm. like why don't we deserve 
good things? Why do we feel like we need to work extra and overtime to deserve regular time, regular like feedback? And that's something that I completely relate to, to answer your question, like running the extra mile, you know, metaphorically speaking, but literally sometimes too, like trying so hard to like do everything the right way and the good way and like busting your ass and being seen and like feeling like that's the only way to go through life in order to deserve and in order to almost like earn um, selfishness in some elements because God forbid you go through life and make a selfish decision without like earning it. And then all of a sudden we have this like negative feedback loop of like, oh, like I don't deserve to be selfish. Oh, like I don't deserve to be honest with this person because they've been nothing but good to me. Like who am I to like break their heart or like crush them or tell them the truth? And it's like the bottom line is like, again, back to minute two, it's not that deep. It's not that deep. Like you're allowed to be selfish. You're allowed to deserve things. You do deserve things. And like your selfishness shouldn't be a byproduct of other people's expectations that's like the most important thing for me right now that's something that I'm constantly thinking about it's something I'm constantly like noticing that I'm like noticing that I have done in the past and that's definitely something that's changed over time the way that you view selfishness or guilt or anger like I mean there's so many things that go into this but just to answer your little bullets that you brought up that's my take on that I think um, you offer your bullets are, you know, firing off at full speed. Um, I think you, I have some, something to add on with just the reality and harsh kind of truth of, at least from personal experience of changing a mindset uh, of, of change of, of changing mindset period underline bold, bolded. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> I think uh, it's, I've, I found it's really difficult to be able to change specific beliefs or behaviors that have been ingrained within me because, and I know I've, and I've, I've mentioned this before, but I want to say it again, cause I feel like it's really pertinent because it becomes a manner of habit and it, whether it's ha- habits that are good, whether, mm-hmm. whether or not they're healthy and they're ones that we are proud of or um, honestly, I mean, I would give an example, just I like habits where they aren't, they are the exact opposite. You know, I think a couple like past, like, you know, months ago, I was just not taking care of myself, you know, physically, I wasn't getting out enough where I wasn't giving myself enough, like just movement in the day. I think I tell myself, you know, just no matter what it is, just try to get any type of like physical activity in your day, whether that's a walk um, whether that's a run, if, if I can. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And that was just completely absent. And I noticed yeah. a significant difference, like a significant change within just the way that I thought the way that like my brain was functioning. I just, mm-hmm. I, remember, I kind of lost a bit of like my, my memory was not as good. Um, and especially with my diet, like I just was not nourishing myself uh, as I should. And I think I, it became such a habit, such a like matter of habit where um, I got, my body just got used to my, like me not treating it properly. And I think, uh, case it was like, a, I had this fixed mindset of, okay, you know, you get up, you do this, you eat this today, you kind of, 
um, yeah, you'll get out if you can. And I just, I, it was crazy how I, looking back, I thought, you know, this, I, I became, became so normal for me to just think that way and yeah. get into that lifestyle, which in itself, like I, there was, I could have control, I could have done more to control it, but at the same time, um, maybe I couldn't, I don't know. I mean, no, it's yeah, I, I always could. I mean, yes, I could have changed it, but <laughs> I think, I don't know. I say this because it's really interesting where we can put up so many, like excuse, we can put excuses mm. to the way that we live and the way that, um, our, our behavior, like our behaviors and, um, especially like negative, like more negative behaviors and how that affects kind of our daily life. But I I think, you know, it's, it's really interesting to think about that now, especially Mm -hmm. like, I don't know, I've had a better, like better relationship with, I think, you know, getting out, trying to get out. And, um, it's, it's actually blown my mind how much I've been able to see, like, like mood change like my mood has changed completely and I yeah. think, this um, is so funny that you bring this up because I feel the exact same way duh but again moving your body putting yourself in other situations like in general like especially when you're having a tough time that's something that like when you're an adult and you have the ability to go to a comedy show with your friends after work or go get drinks or go on a walk or go on a first date or whatever it may be like that's something we don't have as a kid as a kid we don't really practice those things we're either on a on a sports team or like we're at an after school club and all of a sudden you have the freedom to choose when to move or exercise your social muscle it's like you often don't end up doing it at all because nobody's forcing you or nobody's driving you to that soccer practice. And I think yeah. that's something that's cool that you brought really, that up. A really good point too. You bring up with especially yeah. like pressures as a kid. I think some people mm-hmm. um, I've heard from many, many different experiences, like from friends who they had parents that pressured them going into like doing an instrument, doing a sport, um, doing specific actual activities. I've had some friends who their parents were hands off where they didn't do them like, force them to do anything mm-hmm. and so it's been interesting to see how as like as we've gotten older how people who were pressured to doing something as a kid um how, how their experiences are especially you know in school like what are they what is their motivation to you know do social activities or even do um continuing a sport if that's something they did as a kid I think and or and it's even just, you know, people who didn't do an activity or, or have their, like, have that pressure as a kid, like, what is that, like, is there a sense of, you know, should I say, do they, like, is that something that they're inclined to do when they're older? Like, not yeah. they didn't have that pressure to do it. Um, right. That internal, that, like, motivating kind of, mm. like, boost as a kid. Is that something that they, um, that those people want to do as, like, as they're old, like, when they get older? And I've thought about that, too. And I think it, um, I've, I, I've noticed that people who t- haven't had that, that push, you know, from their parents mm. to do a specific after school activity when they were, or, um, I said that really weird after school activity. I was like, <laughs> did you hear that? That was so hard. <laughs> I was like, yeah, um, when they get older and I've noticed that, you know, 
I've had, I have a, you know, some close friends that they, they have, they're, they're motivated to see themselves grow, even mm. though they didn't have that motivation from their parents, which is really interesting to see. Um, because yeah. it's just like, wow, you know, it, it shows I'm very mm. inspired by that and motivated by those people that, um, totally. you know, they, they find it within themselves. They find that within other people, even though they didn't have external, um, you know, a parental figure to say, this is, you should do this because like, I, you know, this will better you as a person. It's like, you're, you're they're finding it from themselves, which is. Yeah. Huge. And some but, people yeah. have what it takes to do that. And I think others don't. Growth mindset yeah. in itself. That is like, a, I mean, yeah. that's, that's really, I think, you know, I just, that's the bottom line. That's the bottom you line. You want to make a change. You, you want to see change. yourself grow. And some times it's, it's, you know, really, it's crazy to think that even despite, having despite circumstances where you're not given that push that Mm. that kind of you know what you can do it attitude from somebody that a parental figure that you may think would give you that you still there's like you still have that motivation that drive absolutely become a become a um a more open-minded like open-minded person to yeah. new experiences which is just it's really it's beautiful to see it's it's really cool and I just um I think I'm trying to I'm trying to see what else I I wanted to add I think yeah you know I think being a rat like having a changing mindset it's I really think it's important that the point that you brought up too is just how it is um being around people like after you're around somebody, how does that person like make you feel, um, leaving a situation? How does this person make you feel like you are worth, like you are worth it? Or are they like, is that person bringing you down? And I think, you know, in this case, time also, time also kind of plays a huge part into, getting older. I think it's so funny. I hear this fact all the time. It like, apparently it's the 25 is the age that you start losing all your friends, which I don't, really? I mean, I don't know. I think God. for me, I, I, it's been fluctuating with like relationships ever like throughout, I don't know. I'm what 22. Um, and I think I, I, I feel like putting a number to it is kind of bullshit, but funny maybe it's- that's just what science says, but I would love to hear kind of, it's also the your- year your experience within um reaching have you reached that point with where I'm losing all my friends I mean have you been losing your friends yeah are you like (laughs) they're actually falling out like hair no but um, are they that's actually so funny that you say that because they also say that at 25 is when you fully develop your brain wow that's the year that shit just hits and you're like wow all these people suck (laughs) no I'm just kidding um that's really funny I haven't heard that one but I think you know, that makes sense when you take it out of context and look at, you know, a lot of people at 25, they're kind of settling down a little bit. They're on a pretty strict career path at that point. Maybe some people are moving in with their boyfriends. I see that now already. Um, married. At 23, Crazy. married, engaged. Some people have babies on the way. Like, I don't, suddenly I'm like 12 years old sitting in my room <laughs> right know? now. I feel like I'm, I'm like, like literally, up and I'm like, what am I going to have for dinner? <laughs> I'm like literally sitting on my bedroom floor right now looking at like my skis and like my pile of laundry that needs to get put away and that seems like enough of a responsibility yep, but yep. um I done laundry in two weeks. Uh, regardless when you're 25 you know you see some people settle down and build a life and you see other people just getting started and I think when you're focusing on building a life building a relationship with your partner blah 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 
that's when you can start, you know, and I already see it in some of my friends. Like you start to see them less. They're harder to reach. They're occupying their time with different priorities, which is so wonderful and amazing um, for people that have goals and ambitions that are different from mine or yours, maybe in regards to like building a, a white picket fence life. That sounded so backhanded, but like it wasn't. No, no, meant I to be. I, but, like I, more I, traditional. Yeah. <laughs> like they want to, you know, they want to settle down. They want to do. Um, they want to build a foundation young, which yeah. is really cool. I just, again, I just, I'm so, I'm such a hot mess right now. I can't even imagine. And Pia isn't a hot mess. She's just a work in progress. Oh, thank you so much. But it's one of those things where I just feel like it's exactly what you said. Like over time, the way that we approach friendships, it just changes. I think, you know what it is? I think as you get older, you just take less shit, like to put it bluntly, like, and I'm already seeing this in the way that I am now. There are people that just don't fit into my life in the way that they did in the past. Nothing bad has happened to most of them. It's just like time and wow, you know, some people just don't add an element of like chat, like, I don't know, some people just don't, <sighs> I don't want to like goals realign. I think yeah. goals realign people's I mean, people move to different places and they have different expectations for themselves within like, you know, um, with other people, which is natural and normal. I think it's, there comes a point too, where we think that, oh my gosh, if this person's changing and that must like, because it be mean, because it's me. And it's like, we always have that moment where it's like, but why, like, why is this happening? And I think, but it's, there's like, there's something, there's beauty in seeing like, being able to see somebody else grow into the person that they want to become, even though it's mm-hmm. different from you. And it's challenging yes. to reach that point where you're, where you accept that, you know what I was mean, like me and this person were so close for so long, but now they're different and that's okay. You know, I think mm-hmm. it's kind of scary to think if somebody was just the same for that, like forever, like that would mean that they're not taking chances to fail and get back up and, and keep going. So I think, I just wanted to insert that little, that little segment. (laughs) No, totally. And that's another thing, like learning that other people are on a different track than you. That's part of growth. Uh, I feel like I used to be very judgmental of people that were like, not judgmental, but yeah, I guess judgmental, like, oh, like this person's already, you know, doing this. And like, I can't believe they're making that decision. Like I would never, like I could never. And it's like, Mm -hmm. the reality is that like, okay, yeah, I would never because I'm me and like my decisions are my own decisions. But just because I would never do something doesn't mean that the entire planet earth revolves around the way that I think and the way that I feel. And it's like, and everybody's experiences moving, building up to that point are so different. Like, you know, they're right. the way that they were raised, completely different. Mm-hmm. The people they're surrounded by, completely different. And I mean, I think I, I felt the same way too, where sometimes I would, it's so easy to look at a picture and be like, how is that? Wow. Like, yeah, crazy to see that they're at that point in their life and I'm, I'm here. Um, and I mean, there always, there comes that point, that thought that pops in my head, like, wait a minute, why is this? Why, why am I? why do I and then I but then the thing is dude the thing that's crazy is that I I I ask myself but why me and then I think Maggie why is it about you it's not about you it's about them why are you bringing this back to yourself because it's not your life it's theirs and I have to ask I have to like 
ask myself that question and give myself a reality check, especially when I'm looking into somebody else's mm-hmm. life. Even when it's uh, like, they're not like, they're just posting about what's going on in their life. It's not like they're just DMing me what's happening. It's like, oh, why aren't you here, Maggie? It's like, they're just, it's a life update. And that's kind of what I tell myself too. It's Mm -hmm. not about you. Okay. Stop bringing it back to you. They're just, they're a part of you. They were a part of your life in some way. Um, Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? So I think it's also. (sighs) That reminds me. Yeah. Of a very lovely Emma Chamberlain uh sound or like podcast line that I want you want to share today she was like not everything is about you the way that people treat you isn't even about you stop thinking that the way that people treat you the way that people react to you has anything to do with you in reality like the way that people are and the way that people react and the things that people project are always a reflection of their current situation the way that they view themselves and it's like Mm. I know that we've heard that a thousand times from our parents like oh, don't worry, honey, like, the bullies, you know, they're mean to you, but, like, they're highly insecure, and, like, you kind of roll your eyes, because, like, no, they're just fucking mean, but, like, it's true, like, it's not everyone is, not like, thinking about you, or worried about what you're doing, or what you're saying, or who you're with, like, most people spend so much time in their own heads, psychoanalyzing the hell out of their own life, and, like, you're the last thing that they're thinking about. Like, respectfully, like, nobody cares about you. And No, I mean, honestly, it's such, it's so nice to think that, that like, it's comforting to think that nobody likes, like, that nobody cares about me because it it takes the pressure off of that spotlight. You know, I think there is also this um, kind of uh, anecdote or example. Um, I don't know. Sometimes when I'm, like, when I'm bored, I listen to this. I don't know if you've heard of this guy named Jordan Peterson. He's, like, a motivational um, psychologist, speaker, anybody out there who's listened to him, he's very insightful, very smart. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely recommend, but, uh, I think he brought up this point where, you know, it's, it's so easy to feel as though, um, when like that we're, we have the spotlight on us and it's getting wrapped up into that feeling of, you know, of inadequacy and um, the fear, the like fear of failure is mm-hmm. so, so prevalent within like how we make our, like our ju- judgments, our decisions. And I think I've noticed it too, where like, I would, I will not do something because I'm afraid I'm going to, to, to fail the big F word. But I think in a mm-hmm. way I've, a lot of the reasons why I'm here, like I'm here today and the things that I've done is because I put myself in a position where I knew I was going to fail and I just didn't give a shit. Like I said, okay, right. yeah, this could go wrong, but what happens if it Whatever. does? And what if it goes right? Then a story comes out of it and you've learned a lot. And I think it's really interesting to think that when you do fail, people are like, wait, that's actually so cool that you failed because you, you tried. I, I, you know, you know, it's kind of seeing it, the silver lining within that as well. Um, yeah. yeah. So I think, yeah (laughs) I love that it's it's exactly that you just hit it on the head why are we so concerned with everybody else why are we still doing that like come on like we're growing our mindset's shifting blah blah blah. let's focus on the fact that nothing nobody cares (laughs) like it's not it ain't it everyone's what it ain't that deep (laughs) yeah and like I don't know focus on yourself do your shit like make yourself happy take the edge off like the only person half the time putting pressure on you and again some people feel pressure from other 
you know, family members, other elements, whatever. But if you're one of those people that just puts so much pressure on yourself, and I know because I'm this person, um, I know Maggie is too, and like so many people that we know well, like just remind yourself the only person like like coming after you right now and making you feel this way is you and yourself. It's not yeah. anything more than that. And I think that is a great way to perhaps wrap this shit up because I know we could talk about this all day. Like all I know. Day I'm long. like sitting here thinking, how is it already 41 minutes deep? I have no idea. I know. But, I but that's so cool. It's so cool when time can just, you know, it, time it's, doesn't feel it's an illusion. It really is. Um, Life's been flying. Teacher flies when you're having fun. It's like, um, what are you talking about? It's like, yeah, yeah, literally. No, uh, it's so true. And life moves fast and just, oh God. I know we always like conclude it with this like, life moves fast, do your shit, be happy. But like, happiness, is- happiness comes from experience. So, yes. if anything, put yourself. Put yourself in a position that, gosh, it may seem like super daunting, but mm-hmm. um, it, it you learn a lot from it. And I exactly. say this is coming from somebody who is, you know, trying their best to to do just that. Um, mm-hmm. And I think it's we're all. I think it's important to just note that we're all in. I mean, it sounds very cliche, but we're all in it together. Yep. <laughs> as many times as people might think that they're just the utmost um successful accomplished like we're f- and something Pia that you tell me too we're faking it till we make it yeah like, and like we all buy the same are. we all buy the same onion at the freaking Trader Joe's we do. Like, you know what I mean like it's we do we not... all buy that same onion like but it all depends Whatever. on how you cook it you know what yes. I mean yes right I love um, onions me too um <laughs> anyway. oh so good I just had it on this sausage pizza is so oh, good yum. oh yum. my god I made peanut noodles for dinner and they were fantastic. Can you make me your peanut noodles? Yes. Like, please? yes. When I see you, when I see oh, you next, I my know. friend. Um, we are so happy you guys tuned in this week. Uh, Maggie and I have kind of been sporadically doing episodes. Just yeah. keep a look out for them. Every Friday, we, we're, we're, we are here. We are present. Yeah. We are here. <laughs> we are We are here. <laughs> we are. But we, we appreciate you guys for listening as always. Um, give it a review if you're feeling extra spunky share it with anyone that you think would relate for any review like be brutally honest give it a star if you hate it like we don't give it one star and we will appreciate that one star yeah like because we want to know how to improve always exactly um Um, but seriously thanks for tuning in you guys we'll be sure to be back next week with something we're thinking about maybe talking about astrology and debunking all the all the stuff that comes with it is it is it real is it bullshit you know what is going on with the stars yeah but are they aligning like probably i don't know anyways you guys we're so happy you were here i hope you guys have a great rest of your week and we'll chat soon take care of yourself it's so good talking to you (laughs) you too peace all right peace